Welcome to today's audio podcast from the Church at Bushland. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of the Church at Bushland and would like to enjoy more resources and weekly updates, we hope you will visit our website at thechurchatbushland.com or download our app for both iOS and Android devices by searching for The Church at Bushland. We'd love to know how this ministry is touching your life. Please take a moment to let us know by emailing us at media at thechurchatbushland.com. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so by visiting thechurchatbushland.com slash give. Man, God is good. Thank you, Pastor, for opportunity just to share just God's heart today. It's good to have you in the house with us. I want you to take your Bible, turn to Romans chapter 8. I'm going to be reading from the Passion um, just here in a moment. But, uh, man, I love that we get to come into God's house and we get to gather in the name of Jesus Christ and we get to make much of who he is. And so I just, I want you to know today, I, I, I just, I feel like <clears throat> this is the bread of life. Like, look at somebody next to you and say, the word is living and active. Amen? Come on. The word is living and active. Far too many times we have just approached this as just another book. This is not just another book. Amen? Come on, come on, somebody, I'm going to need some talk back this morning, all right? This is not just another book. This is Jesus. This is a person. These words are living and active. And as they go out, the Father wants nothing more than to fulfill them, perform them, and the Holy Spirit will bring understanding to us this morning. How many of you know that it's time for the sons and daughters to stop approaching this as just words on a page and start encountering a person. His name is Jesus. Y'all, we hold down. There you go. We can celebrate Jesus. He is life. He is the word. I want you to know something. Jesus didn't just come, all right, to just give his life. Praise the Lord. Anybody thankful for salvation this morning? Anybody thankful like right now? Yeah. Let's, let's, let's just, let's quote John 3.16 together. Let's just declare it out loud. For God, let's all together. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. That's just who he is, isn't it? He loves the world that he gave his only begotten son. His name is Jesus. Do you know why? This is so much more than words on a page. Because it's a person who laid down his life. And while he was walking upon this earth, he was giving us an invitation to be a part of his family. That you and I could be sons and daughters who watch this get to walk by faith, filled with hope and sharing the love of the Father wherever we go. Oh, man, I'm going to preach myself happy and uh, tearful right here, all right? Come on. I just want you to know this morning, all right, God is still in control. And the plan that he put in place, he is all over it, y'all. Jesus said yes to the plans and purposes of the Father so that we could just imitate that yes. And I just wonder, is there any sons and daughters who just want to say yes to the ways of the Lord this morning? Amen. Y'all, his ways are so, so good. Like, think about this, all right? I I want want y'all to have some fun with this for a second. It was God's idea for marriage, All right. (laughs) 
<laughs> like, like we need to be reminded, because in the world we live in, sometimes when we hear the word marriage, we just hear troubles and heartache and all that stuff. No, how many of you know it was God's idea for marriage? In his ways are great ways. Come on. It's time that we stop trying to do marriage like the world's doing and start believing that God had a great idea. And when he's got a great idea, he wants to get right in the middle of it and watch that reveal the relationship that he had with the son and that the son had with him as a father. God has great ideas. Let's take it a step further. It was God's idea for family. I almost start meddling here in a second, aren't we, all right? Y'all, check this out. How come the enemy attacks family so hard? Because God had a good idea that man and woman, all right, that they should not be alone, that they would come into marriage and watch this, be fruitful and multiply. Somebody say glory to God. <clears throat> but listen to me. So that a family that we would be born into, listen, would be reproduced here on earth to give others an invitation to step in to this family and have a good, good father. Amen? Y'all, listen to me. Jesus came to bring his kingdom with him. We're not just waiting for Jesus to return. And can I tell you some good news? Anybody need some good news right now? Because there's been a lot of things canceled. There's things still being canceled and things will be canceled. But can I just declare to you today that the coming of Jesus Christ will never be canceled. Come on. He's coming again. And he's coming, listen, to gather his sons and daughters and his bride to take us to be where he is. Then why has he not come? Because it is the love of a good, good father and his patience not wanting any to suffer. How many of you know that Jesus gave his life for all so that there's still those who need to say yes today? Amen. So we can wait a little bit longer knowing that today there will be those who say yes. And it's worth the wait so there'll be more on that great reunion day. Anybody want to say God is good? Come on. And we don't have to do life apart from him. Jesus came to bring the kingdom of heaven to earth. All right? Jesus didn't come to choose a side. Somebody needs to hear this just for a moment. Anybody tired of choosing sides? Anybody tired of hearing opinions? Jesus didn't come to share his opinion. He didn't come to pick a side. He came to reveal a father and bring a kingdom of which we get to be chosen as sons and daughters, and we get to choose him to be our dad. So if you want to choose something, choose to be a part of his family and release his kingdom here on earth. Amen? I'm going to start preaching here in a minute. Watch out. All right, Romans chapter 8. I want us to jump in at verse 14. Here we go. Anybody ready? Hey, we're not reading words on a page. We're encountering a person. His name is Jesus. Anybody want to agree this is what our world needs right now? This is what our world needs. And I want to tell you right now that the Father's heart is pointed wide open toward us. He ain't holding out on us. Romans 8, 14, the mature children of God are those who are moved by the impulses of the Holy Spirit. And you did not receive the spirit of religious duty leading you back into the fear of never being good enough. Somebody needs to put that lie to bed and never pick it up again. 
It's not about being good enough. It's about being made in the image of God who says you are good because he made you good. Come on, somebody. Are you with me this morning? Are you with me? Stop trying to be something God said he already made good. Now, listen, I don't get to do, I don't walk in my flesh. You heard, you heard Paxton testify this morning. As sons and daughters, we get to what? Walk in step with the Holy Spirit of God. That only points back to a good, good father. And so it says, but you have received the spirit of full acceptance. Anybody want to say amen that we didn't get a JV Holy Spirit? We got the full Holy Spirit of God. Amen? Like, give somebody an elbow next to you and say, you got it all. But here's the question. Are you walking in the fullness of it? Are we walking in the fullness of what Jesus gave his life for? But you have received the spirit of full acceptance, enfolding you, here it is, into the family of God. You know what the kingdom of heaven is? It's a, it looks like a family with a father and a son and a Holy Spirit and his children. And you will never feel orphaned, for as he rises up within us, our spirits join him in saying the words of tender affection, beloved father. Anybody want to say beloved father? Man, I love you, Dad. I love getting to be your son. I love getting to be your daughter. I trust you. For the Holy Spirit, verse 16, makes God's fatherhood real to us as he whispers into our innermost being, you are God's beloved child. You know what? I got good news for everybody here this morning. Sometimes all your spouse and your children or your parents need to hear is the words of God that just reminds them, but listen, you're God's beloved child. As a husband, as a dad, I'm so thankful it's not up to me to fix my wife or my kids like they need fixing, all right? You know what I'm talking about? She she didn't have to fix me. We're not about fixing each other. Can you just look at the person next to you and say, all right, that's good news. Amen? That's good news. But you know what I get to do? I get to agree with the one who can encounter my heart, and he's the only one who can change it to look more like his. So when I don't know what to do, God does. So I'm going to agree with his heart. I'm going to remind my wife, you are his beloved daughter. I'm going to remind my daughters, you're his beloved daughter. He loves you, and he's proud of you, and he's for you. We get to be his sons and daughters. Mm, That's so good. (laughs) Verse 17, and since we are his true children, we qualify to share all his treasures. For in deeds we are heirs of God himself. And since we are joined to Christ, we also inherit all that he is and all that he has. We will experience being co-glorified with him, provided that we accept sufferings as our own. Look at verse 18. I am convinced that any suffering we endure is less than nothing compared to the magnitude of glory that is about to be unveiled within us. Y'all, the plan for the kingdom of heaven to rule and reign on earth is a bunch of sons and daughters running around looking like their dad and trusting him. Can I just say something to all of us real quick? It's time that we stop expecting a lost world to act saved. 
We have let the narrative of the world impact us, and it was always supposed to be the story of God that impacted the world through us. His name is Jesus. We, as sons and daughters, have got to get the Father's heart and perspective and realize we are at a strategic time where we can shine brighter than any other time. Anybody know what I'm talking about? It's time. Somebody look at, look at somebody next to you and say, it's time. Well, what's it time for? Look at the next verse. Here it is. The entire universe, the whole world is standing on its tiptoes. You ever been that short person, all right? You're trying to see what's going on in the crowd. Yeah, I got a few hands out there, all right? And you're tiptoe. You're looking. You're wanting to see Zacchaeus. He just went up in a tree, all right? He was like, I'm too short to even tiptoe. And so they're tiptoeing. The whole world is on its tiptoes. And what's it doing? It's trying to see something. The world is yearning. It's looking. It's tiptoeing. It's trying to see. What's it trying to see? Y'all, this is it. This is our word this morning. Yearning to see the unveiling of God's glorious sons and daughters. For against its will, the universe itself has had to endure the empty futility resulting from the consequences of human sin. But now with eager expectation, all creation longs for freedom from its slavery to decay and to experience with us the wonderful freedom that comes to God's children. Can anybody say amen to the free gift of Jesus Christ called salvation? salvation. Y'all, the world is lost, and it's lost because of its sin. But listen, they are yearning. They're on their tiptoes, and they're looking. What are they looking for? For a bunch of sons and daughters who will also point them back to a good, good father. And we get to say to the lost world, he can do for me or he can do for you exactly what he's done for you, for me. Anybody know anybody's lost who needs to just be saved? Listen to me. The sin issue's been fixed. It's through the blood of Jesus. There's just people who don't know that for themselves yet. So I'm just wondering, is there any sons and daughters here? Are there any marriages here? Are there any families here that are ready to be the ones who reveal to a lost world there's a good, good father, and you're invited to be a part of his family too? How many of you would agree that's what our world needs right now? It's time we stop choosing sides. It's time we start agreeing that I've been chosen by the Father and I'm choosing him. You want to choose something, choose to unveil the family of God who's a good, good father. That's what Jesus came to do, and that's what we get to be a part of. And that will transform the world that we live in. How many of you know everybody has an opinion? Oh, man. And don't we all want to be right? How's that work in a marriage? How's that work in a family? Well, the kingdom of heaven, Romans 14 says this, it's righteousness, peace, and joy. See, Jesus didn't even come so that the world would know he was right. Jesus came to reveal a father's kingdom that's about righteousness, peace, and joy. How many of you would agree, let's stop being more concerned about our opinion being right, and let's start concerning ourselves with walking in righteousness, peace, and joy. Well, that looks like something. 
This last Tuesday, I had the opportunity to, to go and be a part of a room of about 20 people in our city. And this was set up about a month ago. I shared, I shared a little in the, in the first service, but basically, you, you know what happened when the narrative began to change and there was some injustice that happened. And, and, and there's, when, anyway, there's just a lot. But one of the narratives that came out of that is that our front line, our first responders, our policemen began to get a bad, a bad rap. Would you agree with that? And it's not okay. These are men and women who are on the front lines. They protect your family. They protect my family. And they are made in the image of God. And Jesus laid his life down for them just like he did for us. And so God moved in mine and Lana's heart. We reached out to one of our councilmen. And we were like, we would love to come and just honor these men and women, our police force, and just be an echo of God's heart for them, to encourage them, to pray for them. Can I just tell you, your prayers that agree with God's heart shifts atmospheres. We got to start praying again. We got to start opening our mouths again. We got to start declaring the word of God again because that's the answer. This is a person. And so this council person was able to set that up. It would be three or four weeks before we could meet with them. How many of you know when God puts something on your heart, you want to do it the next day? But God had a plan. And I knew in my heart that um, when I was going to go and, and just speak a blessing over them and encourage them, that I was supposed to take two of our African sons. And some of you met these guys, Alani and Jimmy, but I knew in my heart because when I walked in that room, I was going to look a lot like everyone in that room. But they were going to look different. But watch this. All of us made in the image of God to reflect him. Amen? Amen. Come on, can we say amen? We were all made in his image. We were all bought and purchased by the blood of Jesus. See, here's what I didn't know a month ago. Is that some of you might have heard one of our first responders, our policeman, was in a, a, a horrible, um, um, just act, well, something, just uh, one, of the, one of the kids on the north side of town threw a firework into their car, and they were in the hospital with third-degree burns, and I believe is recovering now. Praise the Lord. Let's continue to pray for that recovery. Well, here's the thing. Alani lives right across the street from where this happened. And Alani had nothing to do with that that night. But let me tell you what sons and daughters look like. Alani opened his mouth in that room with those 20 officers, who this was fresh for because this is their comrade who's in the hospital. And Alani stepped up as a son of God, and he said, I want to repent and apologize. For the one who did that in our neighborhood, because that doesn't reflect who we are. How many of you would agree that's what a son of God looks like? In that very moment, the atmosphere of that room shifted. And the heart of the Father was wide open to everyone who was hurting and grieving in that room. And the peace and the presence of God ushered in. And then Alani and Jimmy began to honor them and praise them and celebrate them. And through gratitude and thanksgiving, pray blessings over them and their families. The whole world is on its tiptoes. 
And it's looking for sons and daughters who will reveal the Father. Alani didn't make that choice, but he knew the heart of the Father needed to be revealed in that room. And you know the best way to reveal the heart of the Father? Repent, humility, gentleness. Listen to me right now. In our world, there are things that are going on, and you don't ever have to agree with them. But it's not okay for us to complain and gripe if we're not willing to ask God what he says about it and get on our knees and cry out for our nation because what they need is they need to see that they have an invitation to a good, good father too. Amen? That's who our dad is. And, y'all, when we, when we left that room, there was, I mean, eyes filled with tears, but more than that, reconciliation and hope restored because his name is Jesus. Colossians 3, turn over there. We got a few minutes left. Just wondering this morning, is there any sons and daughters in this room today that are ready ready to reveal just the Father to the the places of influence that you have. And I know that's the desire of your heart, and that's why you're here, and that's why you're tuned in. But listen, we need to do more. We need to open these words and know that this is a person. We need to read them and let the Holy Spirit wash them over us. And then we need to walk them out in the world that we live in. Colossians 3, chapter 1. Our pastor taught on this a few weeks ago. Christ's resurrection is your resurrection too. This is why we are to yearn for all that is above. For that's where Christ sits, enthroned at the place, watch this, of all power, honor, and authority. In another place of Scripture, it says that we've been given dominion, power, and authority because of Jesus. Yes, feast on all the treasures of the heavenly realm and fill your thoughts with heavenly realities and not with the distractions of the natural realm. Can anybody just confess, I am tired of being distracted by the things of this world. You go read Luke chapter 9. I don't have time to unpack it. But how many of you are thankful for the disciples? Because um, they give us hope that even though you make a mistake, God won't throw you out and just come find somebody else. Aren't you thankful that God's patient with us? And you look at Luke 9, you want to talk about some disciples being distracted? How many of you remember the, the, the narrative in, that, in there where they start talking about which one of us is going to be the greatest? It's kind of like us in our family, you know. Mom and dad love me more than they love you. Yeah, what, where's that conversation ever go? Jesus not distracted by them. He just began to share, hey, you come to me like the, like the faith of a child. He just points them back to God's heart. He just points them back to what the kingdom of heaven looks like. And it's a little child who just has great faith. He wasn't distracted by their narrative. Praise God he doesn't get distracted by our narrative. That he's all about releasing the Father's heart because he wants us to be reminded we're sons and daughters. And it's not about us being the greatest. It's about us magnifying Jesus, who is the greatest. Because he just is. They went on. You read just a few verses later. John starts griping because there's reports of another man who's not a disciple. And he's praying for people. And they're getting healed. How many of you know that sometimes we are more concerned with what's going on right here around us? And who gets credit? Who doesn't get credit? All that type stuff. Who's saying this? Who's not saying this? We could go on and on and on. And here we are. We're getting distracted. When all I'm supposed to do is magnify the King of kings and Lord of lords and reveal that he's a good, good dad. 
Jesus. He didn't even entertain it. <laughs> he just told them. He just said, hey, go make preparations. We're going to worship. Don't you love that about Jesus? His desire was to glorify his dad. And I want to say to you this morning, if you don't hear anything else I say, let us all leave here as sons and daughters and follow that example. If all we do is magnify God wherever we go, we win. And the lost world gets in on an invitation so they can say yes to Jesus too. Let's stop getting distracted. So Jesus sent some disciples ahead and make preparations so they could worship. And guess what? They come back with a report. Samaria said, nope. Jesus, you can't come in here and worship. Oh, what? The church today would freak out, wouldn't we? Oh, no, you didn't. And the disciples, they have pretty much that same way. And guess what the disciples did? They said, man, Jesus, you remember when Elijah called down fire from heaven and he just wiped them all out? Man, let's do that to those people, man. They can't treat you like that. And Jesus said, yeah, that's a great plan. No, he did not say that's a great plan. Jesus didn't even entertain it. He said, hey, well, let's make preparation for worship here. How many of you know it's time for sons and daughters to stop being distracted by the narrative of the world and let us get caught up on what God has said and is saying and let these words come out of our mouths too? Because here's what Jesus then said to the disciples. He said, I didn't come to bring destruction. I came to bring a kingdom. And all are invited. All are invited. It says this, I'm a, your crucifixion with Christ. Watch it, verse 3, Colossians 3, 3. Here it is. Your crucifixion with Christ, I no longer live, but it's him who lives through me, has severed the tie to this life, and now your true life is hidden away in God and Christ. Listen to me. This isn't even about me. This has always been about him. That's the purpose of my life is to point others to Jesus to point others to the Father and to know that they can have the Holy Spirit of God who, who brings remembrance of all these truths and promises that point us back to a Father. In verse 4, and as Christ himself is seen for who he really is, who you really are will also be revealed for you are now one with him in his glory. Do you know what glory looks like? I know we think of the transfiguration. You know what it is? It's just us choosing to walk in light. It's us choosing to walk in hope. It's us choosing to walk in peace. Uh-oh, it's us choosing to walk in forgiveness. Why? Because I've been forgiven much. So I want to forgive. It's us choosing to walk in blessing over those who would even wrong and curse us. Why? Because God's heart is for them just like it is for you. All of the world, I'm closing. All of the world Y'all, they're on their tiptoes. They have no idea how to respond to the current situation in the world because they don't have a father who's going to give them guidance and counsel like we do. Let's stop expecting something out of a lost world and let's start trusting the one who's already given us the message and empowers us by the Holy Spirit and let's bring the truth and promises to them. Amen? I'll close here. Yesterday, the kingdom of heaven looks like something. And I won't go into the, the whole story, but basically our middle daughter, Jacy, 
She's still battling some things from a mission trip from years ago. And God's been faithful, and he is faithful. He can't be anything but faithful. But in Matthew 5 and 6 and 7, I read about the kingdom of heaven and what it looks like. And the Bible says to bless those who curse you. And she just happened to end up in an area where there was a person who didn't know a father and spoke curses. And it's a real thing, y'all. But how many of you know that Jesus came to defeat the curse so that we could get in on the blessing? But not just us. But for the one that the curse came through. The kingdom of heaven looks like something. And I have a son-in-law that as they were battling this yesterday, he led my daughter, his wife, God's daughter. Let's ask God what he says about that person who the curse came through because we want to bless them in the name of Jesus because that's the only way that person can be delivered to. How many of you know that the world is yearning for the sons and daughters to be revealed because they're tired of being defeated by their sin too? And Jesus paid the penalty for who? For all, so that we could all be set free. Amen? Y'all, the one who has harmed you and hurt you right now, will you agree with God's heart for them and see the curse broken on their behalf too because Jesus said yes to them just like he said yes to us. The kingdom of heaven looks like something. And it's looking for sons and daughters to be revealed. Because that's the answer our world is crying out for right now. They just don't know. But I bet we got a few testimonies in the room. How many of you have seen the lost saved? How many of you have seen those who needed a miracle receive a miracle? How many of you have seen the power of God poured out upon his people? I'll raise my hand and testify. I am so thankful that he rescued this 16-year-old boy. He's good. Oh, my gosh, he's good. So I'm going to ask the worship team to come out. I want you just to close your eyes just where you are. We're going to have a couple of ministry teams here. Oh, man. And so even as you're tuning in online at home, I want you just to, if you're there by yourself, God is with you. But I feel like just with people around us, before we go into this worship time, when the word goes out, God is faithful to fulfill it, but many times there's a response. I'm just wondering right now, can we as God's sons and daughters just repent for times that we didn't trust him? Just repent for times that our our hearts didn't reflect his heart. Can we just tell him right now? God, I'm sorry. And then just watch because he's already brought his healing and restoration and reconciliation to your heart. It's just us to humble ourselves before him and trust him. And let him just begin to pour out his goodness and his kindness and his love and his healing just over you and your family. I believe we most look like the kingdom in our marriages and in our homes. 
So I'm just wondering, even right now, will you begin to agree with God's truths and promises over your marriages, over your children, over your parents? And then if there's anybody here this morning or you're tuning in and you've just never said yes to Jesus, well, I got good news for you. Salvation is available today. And would you just turn your heart toward him and just confess your need for Jesus Christ to be your Lord and your Savior. And if you're in this room, you can come and share that with these, the ministry team. You can share that with someone around you. Follow him in baptism. If you're doing that online, if you'll reach out to someone and let them know, because God wants nothing more than to say, you're my beloved child. And he wants nothing more than to hear you say, you're my beloved dad. And so, Lord, we love you and we bless you. And we choose, God, to walk in light and to be your light. God, we choose to walk in your peace and be your peace. We choose to walk in your hope and be your hope. We choose, God, to just loose your kingdom wherever we go. God, knowing you're patient, not wanting any to suffer. So that one day when you come and you're coming again, Jesus, there'll be so many more ready. So we love you and bless you today. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. God bless you guys. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from the church at Bushland. We exist to help people know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. We hope you will stay connected by following the ministry on Facebook and Instagram by using the church at Bushland and on Twitter by using at TCA Bushland.